Welcome to episode one of the Asking for Knowledge podcast. So this is my first run at a solo podcast. So if it comes across as awkward as it feels, that would be why. So thought I would kick this off and the Asking for Knowledge podcast is going to be a subset of a, po- a series of podcasts out of Carolina Core Wellness, uh, which is a, a business that I'm a, in a partnership with here in, in North Carolina. But really, the Asking for Knowledge podcast will be more about who I am as a person and how I got here, what my experience has been, some of the things that I'm interested in. And my hope is so much of my life can be boiled down to the fact that I just want to help people get what they want. Uh, my longtime mentor, even though I never met him in person, Zig Ziglar, many of you will laugh at that name, but uh, Zig had a saying. He said, you can help, you can get anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And it's one of those things that has become planted in my subconscious and it just has uh, continued to manifest itself over and over and over again in many different forms. And we'll talk about several of those today and where my career journey has gone, where my personal life has gone and kind of kickstart things as it relates to uh, talking about these different topics and digging into them. And I'll start with a story uh, that gives a a quick illustration of of who I am as a person. And I I think it sums up a lot of different things. Um, And you'll hear the stories over the the coming episodes about about who I am and some of the quirky things and whatnot. But my hope would be that some of these pieces resonate with you, that they allow you to gain insights for your own life. And if absolutely nothing else, can help you avoid a few mistakes that I've made over uh, 40 years now. So uh, starting with this story. So back in 2011, had been working out consistently for a little bit, um, had, have always kind of been up and down with that. And we'll dig into that in, in more detail later, but always up and down and, and just had really decided that I, I wanted to get shredded. And Ironically enough, even through wrestling and weight cutting and that sort of thing, I was never able to have truly visible abs where you could see the definition between the abs. And so it was one of those things where I thought, you know, uh, I wonder if I can get them. And up until that point, I guess I was about 28 years old. And up until that point, I thought it was genetics. I thought that I just didn't have the right uh, makeup for for having abs. Obviously, I had friends, I had I knew people. You know, you back then you read a lot of magazines if you were into that sort of thing, and and so you you knew you knew it was possible. But what I did not know is if it was possible for me. And so went through a process of of thinking, and 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 I was like, well, who who are the leanest people uh, out there? And the answer came back, and that would be, you know, bodybuilders who have prepped for a show or in in show condition, ready to go on stage. And so I started researching uh, different programs, and I came across one uh, by a guy named Chris Gethin. It's called The Daily Trainer. It was available online, so you could just watch a video each day. He had a full uh, meal plan, um, full exercise plan. So 
uh, I had joined joined the gym so that, that I'd have all the equipment that I needed or access to it and uh, got going with it. And for roughly 13 weeks was as disciplined as you could possibly be. I did not uh, have one sheet meal, uh, did not go off program one time during the entire course of that. And uh, found out that indeed uh, it was not my genetics that limited my capacity uh, to, be, to be lean enough to have visible abs. Now, what's great about that story is I'd love to tell you that here, you know, 12 years later, that uh, I maintained that for all 12 years. The great irony is within a few short weeks following that program, due to the intensity, due to the discipline required to execute that program, I fell off the bandwagon, uh, went back to uh, a regular weight, and uh, didn't see my abs again for a number of years until I uh, got into a different phase of life and, and learned more things about how to uh, do it with regularity and not with such uh, severity. But the reason I tell that story is that it is a, a microcosm of who I am in the sense of finding a goal, being very, very intense with the goal, and then uh, completing it and then moving on uh, with, with very little fanfare. I did not take one picture. Um, still wasn't completely happy even at the end of that. Uh, there were some areas that I still was carrying uh, what I felt to be fat that I just wasn't happy with. And so despite the fact that it was a, a milestone achievement that I went through that level of discipline, I just did not get much, much satisfaction out of it and kind of fell off the bandwagon. So that has been the story of my life. Uh, intense periods of, in, of intensity, intense periods of intensity, and uh, followed by periods of, of uh, carelessness, relaxation. And so my hope would be in sharing that story is that resonates with some of you. We'll talk in the future about uh, brain types. I, I, I say brain types. Um, the, the more popular phrase would probably be ADD, as uh, the public knows it. But we'll talk about how that affects things and how that affects your, your uh, way of operating in the world and how it affected me and how I didn't find out until uh, much later in life that uh, it was an, a thing, a, a brain type that I had um, and how to really lean into those strengths. So for this particular podcast, we're going to talk about things that interest me, things that I have an experience in. We're going to talk a lot about health and wellness. That's been a huge aspect of my life as illustrated by the, uh, the fitness story there. We're gonna talk about business. Uh, that has been a huge, huge area. Uh, we'll talk about fitness, separate from health and wellness, um, kind of put it in a different bucket. We'll talk about relationships. I've been married uh, for, will be 18 years uh, this year. Uh, so been married quite a bit, a lot of experience there. We'll talk about parenting. Uh, I've got three kids under the age of 14, so I'm not an expert in any of those areas, but I am somebody that is on the pathway, and I think somebody that has a, a perspective that will allow you to at least ask yourself questions. And that's really the purpose behind asking for knowledge is there's so much information out there. There's so many people talking about so many things that my take on this is, is how, are we asking the right questions? Are we asking the right questions of ourselves? Are we asking the right questions of the people that are providing this information? And how do we take a clean look? You know, it feels like there's something behind everything uh, when, when we interact with it. And how do we know 
the difference? How do we understand what the difference is? Uh, so many places now you see something presented and then the next day you see the opposite presented as the, the best case and the best path. And so opening the door for conversation around those things, uh, what you're not going to get out of this podcast is uh, strong opinions and you should do things this way and you have to do things this way. You're going to get, this is my experience. These are the questions I ask myself. These are the things that I considered. Uh, I hope you can take those same questions and apply them to your own life and to your own lines of thinking and that sort of thing. So digging a little bit into my history, uh, had a very normal childhood, uh, grew up, had, uh, had both my parents, my both, both parents were just phenomenal, had really supportive, uh, loving, caring parents. They, they provided for me, they took care of me, they encouraged me to participate in a lot of different things. The, uh, during that time, athletes kind of just played whatever sport was in season and so I, I was an athlete and so i did soccer and, and basketball and baseball and uh just just a very very uh normal life uh free free of uh too much stress and drama just uh, the normal stuff with either grades or misbehaving periodically or uh, not getting along with friends or that sort of thing nothing nothing out of the ordinary there um but as I grew up, I, I also uh, took piano lessons. I um, sang in the children's choir. I had a lot of different perspectives uh, that, you know, looking back on it, thankfully my parents kind of encouraged me to participate in. I don't remember them forcing me in any, in any way. I do remember once I was ready to be done uh, that we, uh, we had to talk through that and work through that. But um, by and large, had a pretty diverse uh, experience and exposure to different things uh, growing up from sports to academics to uh, art and music and uh, even um, some theater type stuff and acting and little programs and things but uh, just a lot of different experiences there. Academics were very very important uh, to us growing up and, and you needed to be at the top of the class uh, you know, to, to do your best and I don't remember, I remember it being important, I remember us talking through some bad grades here and there, but I don't ever remember it being a, a, a lot of pressure aside from just doing, doing the right thing, that was kind of it at the end of the day. I was never very driven in school, uh, always wanted to be doing something else, wanted to be outdoors, wanted to be playing sports, uh, wanted to be uh, effectively doing anything but but sitting still and and uh, and being in a classroom or you know reading a book that I was not interested in at all um, I did have a, a huge imagination as a kid so uh, that was one of the things that uh, you know you learn as you get older that's that's not necessarily a positive attribute uh, when it comes to anxiety but we'll, we'll, again we'll talk about that um, spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up uh, especially my, my grandfather uh, my mom's dad and uh, he was a huge influence on my life and and one that I'll probably talk about often and he's still living he's 100 years old um, and uh, just just an amazing amazing man um, but a very normal childhood growing up high school was more of the same did pretty well academically uh, but I really didn't didn't put much put forth much effort I was more into uh, the sports and that sort of thing so Wanted to play baseball in college, played a lot of baseball, did a lot of training and a lot of work. Um, and I would love to say that uh, there was some set of circumstances that kept me from doing that. But the reality is 
I just flat out wasn't good enough. So um, that's the main reason I didn't play, uh, is that I just, just wasn't quite good enough. Didn't, didn't make the cut there, um, but it was good. So I went to, uh, went to UNC Chapel Hill and uh, majored in uh, a major called Management Society. So it was about half uh, economics and about half the sociology of business. So a good blend there. Um, really struggled in college. I did uh, make the dean's list my first semester. Um, unfortunately, it was not the dean's list that, um, that where they commend you for your efforts. It was the dean's list that basically says, if you don't get your stuff together, uh, we will ask you to leave. Um, and so after a couple semesters of that, I decided I better work a little harder. And I tried um, you know, enough to make it through. So was thankful to graduate. I always uh, joked with my uh, grandmother. Uh, she was very, very, uh, a very proud, proud grandmother, and she would tell you all the, the grandkids' accomplishments uh, if you interacted with her. And so I'd always say, you know, Mama, every, all the other kids in the family, you know, they were magna cum laude, they were summa cum laude. I said, I was thankful laude. Um, I just barely made it through, but I did make it through. Uh, really wanted to do sales coming out of school and uh, don't really know why. When I look back on it, aside from just thinking that salespeople had a lot of flexibility and made a lot of money, I don't know where that got implanted, but just decided I wanted to do sales. And my first job was with a company called Icon Office Solutions. So uh, I sold copiers and printers and did, did pretty well with it. Uh, you know, had prom some promotions and, and uh, eventually uh, earned bigger territories, bigger quotas. Um, and, and move through. And I will say that was one of those that I'm very, very thankful for. I think starting in sales was a good experience for me. It was very uncomfortable. Um, it was one of those things where cold calling uh, didn't come natural, um, still doesn't come natural. I'm, I'm somebody that really wants to uh, make people happy. And when you walk in the door and you're trying to pitch them and they're busy doing something else, it's, it's just not a comfortable situation for anybody and so that was one that I always struggled with but would do it as an act of discipline as as something that was uh, required of the job duties and um, and just kind of work my way through it so I did that um, and uh, up until I guess 08 09 uh, continued to do well with it and uh, it was during that time that my, my dad was laid off uh, he had done commercial construction for a long time and so over the next couple of years, just kind of watched him uh, go in and out of an industry that was really struggling on the back of the economy and was trying to figure out a way to, to help out. And had a cousin in the Triangle area here who had started a real estate company. And so I uh, talked with dad and we went through the education and ended up starting that in 2012. So I, I stepped away from my sales job, started that, uh, got it up and going, and then uh, ran into the opportunity back with uh, it was Rico at the time, the, the Icon Office Solutions had been bought out, so went back into uh, sales again, supporting higher education um, in North Carolina and Eastern North Carolina, and so did that for another uh, number of years, um, and uh, going back to real estate, that was one where I went from, I had pretty much not had a cold call in a long time, uh, uh, or not consistently, it was higher level clients and going back to calling individuals who were trying to sell properties and trying to explain what we did and how we were different. And that was uh, another fun experience 
um, in, in dealing with that. So it was about that same time that I really got into this new, it was new to me, it had been around a while, but this new program called CrossFit. And uh, my, my brother-in-law and I, he wasn't my brother-in-law at the time, he was my sister-in-law's boyfriend. Um, but uh, we became best friends over this process, but we started working out together, found this program called CrossFit. And over those next period of years, decided that we wanted to open our own gym in uh, Thomasville. And so we did that. And uh, that would have been in May, June of 2015. And uh, I joke and say I did what all normal people would do in that I cleaned out my garage, bought some equipment and started holding free classes. And I don't know, now that I look back on it, I don't know that that's that normal, um, but that's what I did. And so we opened up shop and I will probably do an entire episode on that first 13 months. This would be for uh, my business owners, for my entrepreneurs who are kind of in the muck and in the fight and, and going through the battles. This, this, there's a great story around that as to how hard that was to actually get up and going. Uh, the short version is we moved four times in the first year uh, to various spaces, none of which were really uh, conducive to what we were trying to do. We needed to play loud music, we needed to be able to drop weights, and we couldn't do any of that in, in, uh, in several of the spaces, uh, created more issues, and we were asked to leave. <laughs> uh, so anyway, like I said, that's an entire topic for another, another day, but it was, a, it was a challenging process, and it was one that I went through up until about 2018 uh, and it was in 2018 after my third uh, child was born that I decided that uh, the, the fun and the, the grind of the CrossFit might need to be traded in for a little more stable income and so I went to come went to work for a company called Granger uh, for a very short period of time back in sales and uh, ended up connecting with a, a former member and kind of a, uh, a family friend, friend of my wife's in high school, and uh, his family owned a manufacturing company. And so went to work for him and for them and uh, had, a, had a wonderful time uh, with manufacturing. It was one of those where I'd never been in a position where uh, you had fixed numbers, fixed dates, uh, fixed budgets, and there was so many you know uh, fixed variables that it was just a fun time to, get started. And I'll never forget when, you know, one's first days, it was kind of like, um, your laptop's in your office, uh, good luck. And, uh, that, that is not a, a negative statement at all related to anybody, but it was one of those where I did have to learn it as I went. And, uh, I was very thankful for that, but it gave me the confidence in knowing that I could understand things and that I could move forward and, and moving into an industry that I did not understand and, and one that I had absolutely no exposure to and, uh, to be able to, uh, build a successful operation around uh, my part of the business was, was really, really exciting and, and one that really propelled me forward in terms of uh, being confident about what I was doing and what I was able to do. So during that time, started a small in-house in staffing company uh, to support some of the needs of the, the business there and uh, still have that to, to this day. But after a couple of years, and, and you'll notice a recurring pattern, uh, after a, a series of years, kind of some boredom, uh, things set in and was able to connect with one of my now business partners. And he said, hey, I wanna, wanna show you something. And so we went over uh, to the building, actually the building that I'm sitting in currently. We sat down and, and he laid out the vision that he had for uh, Carolina Core Wellness. And that's how 
this whole thing came about. That's why I'm sitting in this seat today and, and why I'm here. And it's one of those things where, you know, deciding to do this, deciding to, to put a voice out there, there's so many voices. There's so many people that are experts on so many things, and I'm not one of them. I just want to be clear. Um, I'm just a guy that's still very much in the entrepreneurial fight. Uh, I think so many of us, we, we experience success, and then we want to come back and tell everybody I'm still in that fight. I'm still trying to figure things out for myself, still trying to under, understand how to navigate. Uh, so if you're, if you're keeping count, uh, currently own or have a partnership in about six different businesses um, and act as, as president and CEO uh, for those businesses. So it's one of those where uh, for, for each day that passes, I'm having to learn uh, trial by fire. Um, in running these companies and, and getting them and maintaining uh, profitability. So that's a, uh, a brief overview and history on the career side, some of the family side. I mentioned already that I do have uh, three kids, uh, three small kids, so two boys and a girl and uh, 14, 10 and, and five. So very much still learning to be a dad. I tell my oldest that unfortunately for him, we are learning as we go and with each year of experience, that's how many years of experience we have in being parents. And so I ask for his patience as we learn and try to illustrate to him that I'm doing my best at this thing, but uh, for him, it's the first time I've ever had a 14 year old. Uh, you know, I told him that at 13 and 12 and 11 and 10 so that he gets an understanding that uh, <laughs> this is a learning process. This is a learning process for dad. So. I said I was going to transition to kind of the deeply personal side, and, and I want to share this, and, and especially share it in the first part of this, because I think I think it will resonate with a lot of people, and my hope is that it that it does, and that it helps in some way. Um, but from a very early age, I was very very driven to maximize my ability. I don't really remember where it came from. Um, I just remember always wanting to just give everything I had to whatever it was that I was interested in, not necessarily everything I was doing, and that's an important distinction, but everything that I was interested in. And so, you know, friends and family over the years would be like, well, what are you into now? You know, what are you into now? What's the new thing? Is it, is it a new business? Is it a career change? Is it a new workout program? Is it a, you know, some other hobby that you picked up? And uh, it's one of those things that I never really understood and uh, got to about my mid-30s, so this would have been, you know, five, six years ago, and just really was struggling with moving things forward with, uh, with some discipline around some of the things that I needed to do in, in the businesses, and I could not understand what was going on. And somehow, some way, that led me to the works of Ned Hallowell. Um, Ned is a, a Harvard uh, psychiatrist, um, and... Uh, just a super impactful person in, in my life and in his works. But I read the book Delivered uh, from Distraction. Uh, I believe it's Delivered from, yes. He has several that are very close in name, but uh, Delivered from Distraction, Ned Hallowell. And as I read that book, I wept. And I, I wept um, uncontrollably because for the first time in my life, I genuinely understood how my brain was wired and Ned does such a great job of explaining it you know we hear of ADD we hear of attention deficit disorder and it's it's kind of become such a buzzword for the kids that can't focus that can't sit still that you know have poor grades or 
uh, you know, poor attitudes or poor behavior. And I was never any of that uh, to an extent. I was always able to do well academically. Um, I was always able to pay attention when I, you know, when I needed to. I could stay out of trouble. Still got in a little bit of trouble, but I could stay out of it most of the time. But I just never appreciated uh, how my brain actually worked. And so Ned explained it. Ned explained it from a strengths-based perspective. And so I could see all the things that I was good at and, and also could have a clear understanding of the weaknesses and things that I would struggle with. And so uh, the gift of perspective here is that uh, I just needed to lean into those strengths. I spent so much of my time thinking about other people and how they could go to the library, even my roommates in college, they could go to the library and study. And I always wanted to be able to do that, but I knew the times that I'd tried. When I sat down, I would, I would stare at the page and, and just nothing would happen. You know, every semester I would start over. I'm, this is going to be the one I'm going to focus. And 15 minutes into it, I don't remember anything I've read because my brain is, is off into another, um, into another area. Meanwhile, you know, uh, got into the, the outdoors even more in college, got into triathlon, um, would, would dig deep on these things and learn and learn and learn and read every book and every article and hit web pages. And I never could understand the difference and why my brain was wired that way and why I couldn't just turn that on as a student and, and with my academics. And so it caused a lot of angst for me because I was, uh, I, I saw it as a moral failure. I saw it as, as something that I struggled with and, and really thought it made, you know, it made me lazy, uh, made me uh, just uh, not the person that I thought I should be, never realizing that uh, the trade-off were some of these phenomenal strengths of super focus and, and super intensity and energy uh, that I can tap into when I, when I run into hard things um, and, and pattern recognition and emotional awareness and some of these other things that came as strengths with it, right? So what was a weakness in not being able to sit down and read my physics book was a strength when it came to, to building and maintaining relationships with others and seeing things in them and through them that other people couldn't see. And so it was uh, only then that I, that I realized what that is. And so another big part of this will be uh, talking about how we see that in our kids. What are those patterns and how do we help them with their strengths versus trying to make them conform um, into what we think they should be and how, we, how they think they should be, um, which many times for us ends up being, we want them to be like us or like we were, or like our experience, um, you know, the back in my day, or this is how I did it, or this is how you should do it. And so, uh, taking a different approach there, being willing to consider a different approach and thinking through things. So uh, again, picking back up, eventually we're gonna talk about, as it relates to that, mental health. So outside of that, right, dealt with severe depression. Um, I've dealt with, uh, you know, suicidal ideations off and on throughout my life, um, just because of the pressure to, that I put on myself to, uh, to perform. To, to do well and it's one of those things where that is a heavy heavy burden to carry and to carry throughout your life and thankfully I've had some some really good help along the way um, and, and have always had a good supportive network to help me through some of these times where I really uh, struggled 
and really felt like a massive failure in so many different ways. And so some of these pieces that uh, drive me to do the businesses, to achieve success, are some of the things that also uh, bring me down and, and cause me to have struggles. So we're going to talk through those. And my hope is through uh, through the Asking for Knowledge podcast, through the Carolina Cool Wellness podcast, and, and also through the Tried Lifestyle Medicine podcast, that between those, that we can bring these to the forefront, that we can bring these experts in the individual fields out, and then we can talk through these. And, and from my perspective, you're going to get a human perspective. You're not going to get a clinical perspective uh, from my, my partners and the, and the providers that we're going to bring in. Uh, they're going to give you the clinical perspective. They're going to give you uh, their experience in, in, in dealing with folks in all the different areas of, of wellness. And we believe that there's really four dimensions to that, there's physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. Um, and really to achieve that optimal wellness, we believe that you really need all four. And that, that's a personal belief for me um, and something that we're going to talk a lot about. So to kind of wrap this up, um, it's one of those things where, you know, I realized along the way uh, that I'm kind of a teacher. Um, I, I've done a lot of sales, but I did a lot of sales by teaching people about the products and how they help and how they improve things for them. And so I hope to continue that. I've done that since I was you know, roughly 13 years old, kind of been the person at the front of the class leading the way. But my goal is more peace for the world, less drama, more health, less sickness, more happiness, less depression and anxiety. And ultimately, I want people to realize that they are in control of their own lives. Um, I want to shine a light on clear thinking and how our past generate distortions and how we think. I want to prove that ADD and ADHD aren't disorders and that they are superpowers in so many ways. Um, I love people. I love challenges. And uh, my hope is through this podcast that we can uh, turn the tide for many of you in some way, whether it's a new thought. I highly doubt anything that I'm going to share is going to be just world-changing, never heard it before. But my hope is that it puts kind of human skin on some of these concepts, some of these ideas, and just, again, allows for clear thinking around why we do what we do, why we don't do what we don't do, uh, why we do what we don't want to do sometimes, and how do we just navigate through some of those things so that we can, at the end of the day, have a much better life. And so through these next uh, episodes, we'll dig into specific topics. Um, we'll talk about my experience with them. So obviously I have a number of years uh, of experience in, in business as a, as a parent, in relationships, um, also as a, a coach. And I never would have thought that uh, being a, a CrossFit coach, and I've coached uh, ages seven, seven to 70, uh, so we've, we've run the full uh, almost lifespan there in terms of the ages that I've coached. But I never thought that what, what I got into as a physical uh, change would have so much bearing on the other areas. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to dig into that and how, you know, when you feel good, when you look good, uh, you, can, you can really change things and how you experience the world because uh, you do have more energy and you do have less drag. Um, through a lot of different ways. So just wrapping this up, uh, just wanted to introduce myself, who I am, kind of what my experience is, um, how things have, have gone for me, and what this 
podcast is going to be about. Um, this podcast, I'm sure, will be featured on uh, on the others just as an intro to me, um, just so you can get a better chance to know me and, and that other folks can as well and some of our different audiences and some of the different roles that I, uh, that I sit in. But uh, my hope is that we build a relationship through this, that you uh, hear things that are going to make your life better, um, that you hear my heart for uh, seeing the world be a better place. And that would be, uh, you know, that would be the ultimate goal is that uh, along the way, uh, together, we, we learn and we change and we transform in such a way that then that cascades throughout um, our, our friends, our family, our community, um, and then ultimately a broader goal. So thank you for listening today. We're going to go all over the place, so uh, get ready for a wild ride. But I'm excited to get this going and uh, look forward to our future episodes.